This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1731. Want a better relationship? Work on collaborative communication by Dr. Lisa Firestone of psychalive.org. Hello, everybody, and thanks for being here with me today for another installment of Optimal Relationships Daily. I'm Greg Audino, your host of the show, and I am here to do what we do best, which is to share and read to you from some of the best relationship building content on the web. And this time, we'll be reading an article that tackles communication again, which really cannot be discussed enough. Some wonderful insight coming your way today from Dr. Lisa Firestone. So let's jump into this article now and start optimizing your life. Want a better relationship? Work on collaborative communication by Dr. Lisa Firestone of psychalive.org. Many people have only heard the term collaborative communication used in the context of company culture and teamwork. It's basically defined as a method of exchanging information that helps people work toward a common goal. Yet, it's not just businesses that reap the rewards of this type of relating. Studies have shown that couples who practiced collaborative communication experienced more overall relationship satisfaction. When you get into the steps of collaborative communication, it's clear how it can be a powerful tool for improving interpersonal relationships. Here, I break down what it entails and why it makes such a difference to the quality of a relationship. What is collaborative communication? Collaborative communication does not just refer to the words that come out of our mouths. Rather, it encompasses all the intricate ways we communicate through tone, expression, body signals, etc. Most of us aren't even aware of all the messages we send on both verbal and nonverbal levels. Many conflicts between couples arise from misreads, misunderstandings, and lapses in our communication. In order for two people with two completely different minds and two complex personal histories to live harmoniously, there needs to be a certain amount of balance and understanding. Collaborative communication offers a pathway to achieve just that by helping people become more aware of all of the ways they communicate and guiding them to make an effort to align themselves with the other person in order to achieve a shared understanding. How can we cultivate collaborative communication in our closest relationships? Communicating collaboratively means taking actions that draw our partner out and trying to understand an interaction from their perspective. Our goal is to align our state with theirs so we get a fuller picture of their experience separate from our own. When we do this, we often have to fight our own impulses to come from a more reactive, defensive, or combative place in ourselves. Successful collaborative communication further focuses on how we can express our own perspective in a manner where we are more likely to be heard by our partner 
enhancing our ability to communicate with more vulnerability, openness, and empathy, creates more trust in the relationship. Couples can form much stronger connections where each person feels known and understood by the other. The specific techniques we can work on to achieve this type of communication with a partner include number 1. Becoming a better, more attuned, and less defensive listener. In order to be on the same team, we have to work on our listening skills. Tuning into our partner and aligning our state with theirs is crucial. We can do this by really hearing them out without interrupting or arguing with their perspective. This doesn't mean we have to agree with everything they say, but our goal in this moment is to understand where they're coming from as best we can, putting ourselves in their shoes, and empathizing with their unique experience. This is part of creating a shared understanding. Number two, separating our past from the present. In order to press pause on our immediate reactions, especially those that are exaggeratedly emotional or defensive, we have to do some reflecting on why we get triggered by certain interactions. Some of us get set off by a partner's exasperated expression or instructive tone. Others feel provoked by hearing a series of complaints or getting any sort of feedback. Understanding that both what we hear and how we react during conflict is influenced by the lens of our past helps us recognize that what we are reacting to in real time isn't always fully to blame for the big feelings that get stirred inside us. The more we get to know and recognize our triggers, the more we can resist falling victim to them. Rather than blindly following our flared-up reactions, we can be mindful and choose how we want to respond to our partner. Number three, expressing ourselves in ways that allow our partner to know and feel for us. Our tendency to feel like we need to protect ourselves often leaves us using more defensive or combative language. Instead, we should focus on expressing how we think and feel in a way that doesn't lay blame on the other person, but rather invites them to know and feel for us. For example, instead of saying, you never listen to me, you only care about what you want, you could say, I feel hurt when I don't feel listened to. I really appreciate when you take time to hear me out and take my feelings into consideration. Number four, repairing after ruptures in communication. Let's face it, we all make mistakes and are bound to have moments when we're not at our best, to say the least, with the people that we care about most. The best thing we can do to get back on the same team is to repair. Acknowledge what took place, accept responsibility for your part in it, and try to find a more balanced way to communicate your thoughts, feelings, wants, or needs. Listening to our partner's experience of the rupture is also essential. Making space for them to express their perspective helps them feel heard and allows for healing. Number five, communicating feedback in ways that lead to closeness rather than distance. Naturally, our partner is not going to be perfect, and the point of collaborative communication is not to take on everything as our fault or responsibility. We aren't aiming to gloss over the ways we may feel hurt by our partner, but rather for each of us to take a turn and fully express ourselves and feel heard, seen, and attuned to. The main thing to remember is to calm down inside ourselves before we talk and to not enter the conversation in attack mode. We should do our best to be open and vulnerable and express our perspective. We should then cultivate a curious mindset as our partner shares their perspective. As we do this, it helps to remind ourselves that we each have a sovereign mind that may experience the same situation differently, but that does not make one or the other wrong. And number six, finding pathways to calm down and communicate more effectively. 
Our communication will always, and pretty much only, go more smoothly when we learn tools to calm down within ourselves. At those times we feel triggered, we're more likely to react in ways we later regret or that simply don't do justice to what we really think and feel. Calming ourselves down may mean taking five minutes to separate and be by ourselves, trying a meditation or breathing exercise, going for a walk, or spending time outdoors. Finding the tools that work for us to get calm before we approach our partner is an endeavor that benefits everyone. The aim of each of these approaches is to develop a shared understanding with our partner that keeps us feeling close and on the same team. The more we can gain insight and empathy into a partner's perspective and share our own thoughts and feelings with honesty and vulnerability, the more we can truly know and be known by our partner. This gives the relationship more authenticity and creates a stronger foundation for dealing with any hardships that come our way. You just listened to the post titled, Want a Better Relationship? Work on Collaborative Communication by Dr. Lisa Firestone of psychalive.org. And a wonderful post from Dr. Lisa today, definitely offering some fresh insight on communication. And this is an important one, because far too often, we do fall into the trap of just doing our own due diligence in communication. You know, we can focus on expressing ourselves and let that be the end of it. And it might be a start, but as she said, it really needs to be a collaborative process. And we must stay thoughtful of how to make sure our messages are being received, as well as how well we're listening to our partners when they communicate back to us. And one great, simple way of getting one another's attention when it comes to communication about day-to-day stuff is to actively remind one another of the benefits that come with it. You know, many times, good communication right now saves time or stress down the road. One example might be, you know, if you listen to me and work with me now about how I need help getting things ready for our big Christmas party, then everything will get done faster. We won't have to worry about in-laws complaining. We'll have more than enough food to go around. We'll have more time to talk with people and enjoy ourselves, etc. So consider what exactly you hope to get out of certain communications and how that would benefit the person you're trying to communicate with and how you could articulate that to them to get on the same team before an argument might ensue about, uh, you know, who's not listening to who. All right, and that is going to do it for today, everybody. Thanks once again to Dr. Lisa for sharing her work, and thanks to all of you for tuning in and listening through to the end. Have a great rest of your day, everyone, and I will talk to you again tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.